Hello and welcome back to the Fun Size Podcast. My name is Kirsten and it's just me today coming at you with a short and sweet solo episode. I feel like it's been a hot minute since I've done a solo episode. There's just been a lot of new things happening here at Fun Sized. And I feel like I've been saying this for a while now, but things are just constantly changing all of the time. And it feels like the only way to keep up is to try and to do new things. And there's just a lot of things and a lot of hats to wear right now. But anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I polled my audience on Instagram stories asking, what are some things that you guys are tired of hearing in the fitness and nutrition industry? And some of the answers went something like, I'm tired of hearing that lifting doesn't make females look manly. It's 2023. I, I think we have enough evidence. And I totally agree. Totally. Like, I feel that in my soul. I'm like, why do we have to keep talking about this? Like, there are so many beautiful feminine women who lift heavy and they don't look manly. Anyway. Another thing was I'm tired of hearing about cutting out entire food groups. Of course, if there's, you know, intolerances and allergies and things, of course we get it. Like, yeah, if you can't have dairy, you can't have dairy. Makes sense. Um, But if you can have dairy, why cut it out when you don't need to? I get it. Totally just one of those things that we're just so tired of hearing. But the one thing that came up quite a few times was about sugar. And more specifically... You guys said that you are tired of hearing that you should be avoiding fruit because of the sugar. And yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) But here I am with another 20-minute podcast episode about the topic that you can't stand to hear another second about, right? Just kidding, kind of, sort of, not really. What I want to do on this episode is actually debunk this myth but then also help you understand where it even came from and why it's even a myth in the first place. Because here's the weird twisted truth. Almost all of these quote rules in the fitness and nutrition world that come about do actually stem from a real chunk of science. The problem is that someone or a group of people takes that little nugget of science, of juicy good science, and then exaggerates it into something so extreme, or it gets totally lost in translation. Which, I think, is what happened with this whole fruit sugar thing. It's like a game of telephone. Like, remember that when we were kids? Everyone whispers what they thought they heard to the next person, and then by the end of the chain, it's like not what the first person said at all. So I feel like that's kind of what happened with the fruit sugars thing. A good example of this lost in translation, gone to the extreme kind of thing is the whole intermittent fasting phase and whatever. It's such a good example of this because is there science that proves that intermittent fasting works? Absolutely, right? I would never argue against the science. It is there. It is clear. But does that mean everybody would benefit from intermittent fasting? No. And it also doesn't mean that anyone needs to fast every single day. Somehow, though, those nuggets of truth were stretched to the extreme. And now you see people who are believing that they have to do this extreme thing every single day for 18 hours a day. Like, it's just... it's 
pushing it, right? Till it's not necessarily beneficial anymore. It might be beneficial for some people, like 5%, not even, but really it's taking something that's a little nugget of good science and then exaggerating it till it's just too much. Anyway, that's enough of intermittent fasting. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but basically all I'm saying is that As humans, we really like to glorify things and just make them bigger than what they really are. So going back to sugar, is it really that bad? Okay, like everything else, the dose makes the poison. Our bodies certainly don't need a whole lot of it. We know that. The average recommendation is about 40 grams of sugar a day. But for petites... I like to lean towards about 30 to 35 grams. And we all know that too many processed sugars will impact our health by the way of cavities, type 2 diabetes, weight gain, cardiovascular disease, and the list goes on. We know this. It's old news. We also know that studies indicate that foods consumed with sugars in their natural sources or natural states Um, fruits, vegetables, grains, dairy products, all those things that have sugar naturally. They also contain nutrients that our bodies need. And we know natural sugar is digested slower than added sugar, which doesn't cause that nasty blood sugar spike and crash. So is one source of sugar better for you than the other? Absolutely. Of course it is. The natural one is the obvious choice. Like there's no denying that at all. But the body's going to view all added and natural sugars equally. So what matters is not which one you eat, but how much of both of them you eat together, combined in your diet. And if you're not paying attention, it can add up quickly. Here's an easy example of that. So let's say you have a whole banana in your breakfast smoothie. You have a grande iced vanilla oat milk latte from Starbucks at lunchtime. A midday snack of low-fat yogurt, one of those little cups, and a sprinkle of granola on top, and maybe have a sweet potato at dinner. All of those things are healthy, right? Like, there is no denying. Like, all of those are healthy choices. But let's do the math really quick. Of course, these numbers will depend on the brand and the quantity you consume, like, obviously. But what we're going to do here, or what I'm going to do here, is give you an approximate number, right? So that banana has approximately 14 grams of sugar. That latte has about 23 grams. The yogurt, about 5, plus the granola, about 6, give or take, right? Depends on the brand, depends on how much you have, but... In a general, you know, modest serving size, that's kind of what you're going to get. And that sweet potato is about 7 grams. So that, my friends, is 55 grams of sugar in just those items alone. And I'm sure there are other things that you'll eat throughout the day that have trace amounts too, like 1 to 2 grams here and there. It doesn't seem like much, but it will add to this number. And if you remember what I said before... Generally, 30 to 35 grams is the sweet spot for my petite clients. So yeah, that's going to push in our sugars. 
The first thing I would recommend here is to reduce the added sugars. Always the first place I go. When I'm looking at someone's food journal, I'm like, okay, where's the the most unneeded sugars? And we're going to try to reduce those first. So in this case, it's the latte. You could easily do a sugar-free vanilla instead, and that would cut off about 13 grams of sugar, which brings us down to 42, which is, okay, much more doable. Then I would look at the next big place that the sugar is coming from. In this case, it is the banana. Does that mean that you should remove it entirely? No, not necessarily. The thing about bananas is that they really pack a punch and even just doing a half of a banana would still give you that super flavorful and thick consistency that you're looking for in that smoothie. So if you do half, then it's about seven grams less sugar, which brings you down to 35 grams of sugar for that day. Gee, look at that. So it's not that fruit sugar is bad, It's that you have to look at the entire day as a whole. And one of my VIP clients recently just had this huge realization. We were on a coaching call and she was telling me, she's like, I'm just like so blown away by this because before working with me, she could not figure out how she had so many health concerns and couldn't lose the weight because she genuinely felt that she eats healthy foods. Just like that example I just shared. And even her friends and coworkers have commented things like, you always eat so healthy. But what she's learned after seriously taking the time to track her intake, actually weighing her foods to see how big her portion sizes are, and trying to meet her assigned macros, what she learned is that she might eat all of the healthy things, but if they're not in the right balance it's still obsolete and it's not gonna get her the results she's looking for. So yes, fruit is healthy. Sugar from fruit is healthy. But even if the only carbs you're eating is fruit, those sugars are going to add up and your day is going to look so unbalanced. So I would definitely argue and say that you could do better and reach your goals by eating less fruit. And that, my friends, is where this stigma comes from. This is where that myth stems from. And it gets so lost in translation, I think, because we forget to mention all of the other pieces and the factors that are going on behind it. So if all of your sugars throughout the day are coming from fruit and you're under that 40 grams, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I, I can't say that you should be eating less. I'm not going to say that you should be eating less. But if all of the other foods that you're eating causes you to go over that sweet spot, you might want to reel it back in, especially if your goal is weight loss. Now, if your goal is maintenance or if your goal is gaining lean body mass, like you might not need to worry so much about the sugars. It really all depends on how your body responds to a higher sugar intake. Like some of my clients I know, they, damn, they can eat sugar and put it away and you just wouldn't even know. And other clients, they are so sensitive to it. So it really just depends on the body and who you are and all of that stuff. Again, the sugar in fruit is not 
bad. You don't need to eliminate it entirely, but based on everything else you put into your body, the goals you have, and how your body is responding, you might need to reduce it. That's all. I really hope that this helps you understand sugar better, and I hope that you find ways to keep that fruit in your diet because it is yummy, and yes, it is good for you. It does have good nutrients. If you have any questions about this topic or any other topic, really, let me know, and it might just become the next topic for an episode. If you enjoy this episode, please leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Anyone who leaves a review during the month of March will get a free fun-sized muscle tank as a very small token of appreciation. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, there will be a fun poll and question at the end of each episode, including this episode. So if you have five seconds, I'd love if you could engage and let me know whatever it is I ask. That's all for today, you guys. Thanks again for listening. And as always, I will catch you in the next episode. Are you hungry for some meals and treats in the perfect petite portions for your fitness goals? I got you covered, girl. Download my free fun-sized recipe library filled with over 36 recipes made for a petite by a petite. Just go to funsize.life slash recipes for free entry to my collection of healthy recipes.